Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. McGee, you've been sitting there with your nose pressed against the window for almost an hour. Are you waiting to bark at any strangers who come in the yard? No, nope, I'm waiting for the postman, Molly. I'm expecting a lot of mail. Don't tell me you mailed in another one of those coupons obligating yourself to something that's supposed to put you under no obligation. Nope, haven't sent in nary coupon. <laughs> it's a lot of personal letters I'm expecting. You know, letters written by people, things like that. But why would you be expecting that kind of mail? Because this is National Letter Writing Week, that's why. I've observed the occasion by writing a lot of letters to old friends, and naturally they'll retaliate. Well, I hope you aren't disappointed. You know how upset you get if your copy of The Open Road for Boys doesn't come on the day when you expect it. Don't worry, Molly. I'll get mail. Other people must be observing National Letter Writing Week just like I did. You think so? I'll probably get a pile of letters from old friends I'd almost forgot about. Aha! Well, there's the postman, and he's coming up our front walk, so I guess we're getting something. Hot dog. Oh, boy. Looks like he's got a whole bunch of letters for us. You go out and get them, will you, Molly? I'm too excited. Okay, McGee. You just try to calm down. I'll see what we got. Okay. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Maybe some of the old pals I wrote to have made good and are sending me money. That would be about the friendliest gesture I could think of. Well, it looks as if you were right, McGee. Oh? Several letters here addressed to you. Oh, boy, oh, boy, that's great. Open them up, Molly. My hands are shaking too bad. Well, now, the first one here is postmarked Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I can't imagine who that could be from. Must be from good old Sarge Blightwell. I wrote him earlier this week, striking up our friendship of 40 years ago. What does the old son of a gun have to say? Well, this letter isn't from him, dearie. Oh? It's from the Apex Ointment Company. Oh. They say they sent you 24 jars of salve in 1955 to sell door to door. Oh. And if you don't send them the money, they're going to put the case in the hands of their lawyer. Good gosh. That must be the stuff down in the fruit closet that's turned to concrete. Oh, well, I won't worry about that now. Who's the next letter from? Seems to be from the bank. Oh? They say you wrote a $43 check against a $21 balance. And the next one here is from the tax assessor. He says our property tax will be 38% higher this year. Gee, Willikers, aren't there any friendly personal letters there at all? Well, I'm down to the last one. Let's see here. Oh, it's from the president of that company you own stock in. He seems to be going into a long explanation of why there won't be any dividend declared this year. And that's all there is? Nobody else wrote to me in honor of National Letter Writing Week? I'm afraid not. What are you doing now, McGee? I'm getting ready to write a letter. But you told me you'd already written to everybody you know. I forgot one person. I'm writing to the guy who thought up National Letter Writing Week. And I'm telling him to mind his own dad-ratted business in the future. <laughs> You're being awfully quiet, McGee. Are you into something? No, I'm just sitting here writing some letters. This is National Letter Writing Week, you know. Well, that sounds harmless enough. Yep. I'll be upstairs fumigating your blue suit if you want me for anything. Okay, kiddo. Just be careful you don't brush up against the knees of the pants. Wouldn't take much to wear them through. Okay, I'll be careful. Ah, there goes a good kid. Now, let's see where was that. Oh, yeah. Dear Sarge, when we were mustered out in 1919, I told you I'd drop you a line to let you know how I was getting along. I've been pretty busy since then, and this is the first chance I've had to write. Hi, Mr. McGee. Oh, hi there, Teeny. Well, what brings you flouncing through the flocks with felicitations this foggy Friday? Well, I saw you sitting there at the desk, and I said to myself, I bet that nice Mr. McGee has made a pan of fudge. And I bet he's sitting there waiting for it to harden. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet...
he'd let a nice little girl lick the spoon if she asked him. Well, I sure would if I was, but I'm not, Kenny. I'm sitting here writing a letter on account of this is National Letter Writing Week. Oh. Mm-hmm. I thought postmen were the only people who wrote letters. Oh, no. The postman writes all the letters we get at our house. No, that's just a childish misconstruction, Teeny. The postman doesn't write all the letters you get. He, he just delivers them. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, and who writes them? Well, um, oh, people like your grandma and your grandpa, those of that ilk. Oh, no, they don't, I bet you. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, no, they don't. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, no, they oh, don't. Oh, why do you say that? Because my grandma and my grandpa don't even know our postman. So how could they give him letters to deliver? Teeny, you just don't understand the ins and outs of the postal system. Your grandma and grandpa don't have to know your postman to get a letter delivered. They just got to drop the thing in the mailbox, that's all. Oh. But how can our postman get inside the mailbox to wait for when he's so big and fat? Oh, now that's just a ridiculous question for which I can't think up a ridiculous enough answer. (laughs) Now you better run along now, Teeny. I I got a lot more letters to write before letter writing week is over. Hey, Mr. McGee. Hmm? Would you write me a letter, would you please, just a short one, would you? Mm, okay, I guess I could do that. And and would you say in the letter how much you like me and what a fine little girl I am? Hmm? Sure, sure, I'll lay it on thick. And then, then would you end it by saying, love, Mr. McGee? Mm, yeah, that's as good a way as any, I guess. Oh, boy. I'm going to go right home and wait for the postman to bring it. I never got a love letter before. Molly, how you spell deer? Well, it can be D-E-A-R or D-E-A-R. Depends on whether you're talking about a big, fat animal or whether you're using it as a term of endearment. Oh. Well, that's kind of hard to say just offhand. I'm starting out a letter to dear Aunt Sarah. She's a big, fat animal, but I guess I feel kind of endeared to her in a way. <laughs> so which word should I use? D-E-A-R. Okay, thanks. Why are you writing to Aunt Sarah anyway? You haven't written to her in 20 years. I know, but this is National Letter Writing Week, and I'm celebrating the event by getting out a lot of correspondence. I'm going to write good, newsy, factual letters, too. Just wish I could think of something to say to Aunt Sarah. Well, you could write about the weather. That's always a good subject. Tell her that it's been very warm here for this time of the year. Oh, I can't say that, Molly. I told you this was going to be a factual, newsy letter. Hey, let me get to the phone here. Who are you calling? I just wanted to check on... Hello, Weather Bureau? I understand it's been pretty warm for this time of year. Would you go along with that? Hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, much obliged to you. Goodbye. What'd they say? Wait a minute. I want to get this written in the letter before I forget it. Dear Aunt Sarah, the temperature here has been 2.7 degrees above normal this month. Rainfall has amounted to 4,800 of a inch. There. That takes care of the weather. Now, what have we been doing that I could write her about? Well, we haven't been doing much of anything in the evenings, just watching TV. Yeah, well, I'll write her about that. Just let me check on the facts first. Who do you have to call up about that? I just want to make sure. Hello? Is this WVIS-TV? Well, this is a constant viewer speaking. 
Can you tell me what time Groucho Marx was on last night? Okay, what about Dragnet? Right. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Why do you have to find out about that? Wait a minute. Let me get this down. We watched TV last night and saw Groucho Marx from 7 to 7.29.30, local time, and Dragnet from 7.30 to 7.59.30. Heavenly days. Don't you think you're carrying this business of writing a factual letter a little too far? The sponsors of National Letter Writing Week say that factual letters are the best kind. Now, let's see. Do you know a good psychiatrist I could call? What do you want to call a psychiatrist for? Well, I was planning to close the letter by saying, Love, Fibber. But I got to check with the psychiatrist to find out whether I really love Aunt Sarah or not. Dearie, I'll fix dinner early tonight so you won't miss any of the Mickey Mouse Club. No, no, no. I'm swearing off TV for this week, Molly. What? This is National Letter Writing Week, and I'm celebrating the event by writing notes to a whole bunch of old friends. You know, army buddies, fellows I knew in vaudeville, all such people like that. I think that's a wonderful idea. I think so myself. Of course, I may be a little partial to it since I thought of it myself, but <laughs> at any rate, I'm going to get started right now. Have we got some paper around the house? We should have. Did you look in the lower left-hand desk drawer? Yeah. Nothing in there but a subscription blank for the Literary Digest, stuffed blue jay, bunch of photographs of some kid's birthday party that we got back from the drugstore by mistake, two Indian head pennies, and... Half a pair of pearl gray spats. Well, look in the next drawer up, then. Okay. Yeah, here's some. Now, where's my fountain pen? Did you look in your coat pocket? No, where's my coat? You're wearing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's the pen, too. Now, all I need is some ink. Where's that? In the same drawer where you got the paper. Oh. You should have told me that when I had it open before. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cause you any extra work. Oh, that's okay. It'll just mean that I'll have to stay up a little later tonight to get the letters finished. Now, let's see. Who should I write the first one to? Well, how about that Sergeant Joe Daly who was with you in the Army? You haven't heard from him in years. Molly, I can't write to him. I owed him five bucks since 1919. If he finds out where I live now, he'll start hounding me for it. Well, how about that man who had the train seal act in vaudeville? You and he were very close at one time. Oh, you mean Luther the Magnificent? I can't write to him. I borrowed his car once in 1922 to take my trunks down to the depot in Sandusky, Ohio, and... Well, I more or less ran into a telephone pole, and Luther hasn't spoken to me since. <laughs> well, maybe there are some relatives you could write to. I'll bet your Uncle Sycamore and Peoria would be awful glad to hear from you. Yeah, I'll bet he would, too. He's still trying to collect from me for accidentally burning down his barn in 1914. I'm sure not going to start that business all over again. Well, I don't know who else to suggest. Well, there must be somebody that... Hey, wait a minute. I know. Who? I'm going to write a long, newsy letter to you, Molly. As far as I can figure, you're the only person I know that I'm still speaking to. Molly, have we got a pencil sharpener any place in the house? Sure, there's one in the kitchen right next to the icebox. Oh, is that thing a pencil sharpener? I thought that was a gadget you stuck cabbage into to make coleslaw. <laughs> no, it's a pencil sharpener. But why are you so interested in sharpening a pencil anyway? You never write anything. Well, I'm just about to right now. I'm going to write a letter. I see. To whom? Oh, I don't know. That's besides the point anyway. The main thing is I write a letter to somebody. I just read in the paper where this is National Letter Writing Week, and 
I think it's put on to promote the sale of postage stamps or some such thing. All I know is that you're supposed to write letters this week. Well, all I ask is that you don't write one to your congressman. Oh? The last time you did that, the FBI came out to investigate you. Well, that was just because I worded the thing a little strong and included a few threats of bodily harm. What I'm going to write today is more of a friendly letter. I thought I might dash off a sociable note to Audie Eckerly. Why in the world would you write a letter to him? You see him two or three times a day. Well, that's the whole point. Seeing him as often as I do, I wouldn't have any trouble checking on whether he got my letter. But, McGee, you're supposed to write letters to people you don't see very often. You know, someone who lives out of town. Mm. No, I don't know anybody out of town. Except Khrushchev and Stan Musial and the collector of internal revenue. Come to think of it, I don't know any of them either, except Musial. You mean you don't know anybody at all who lives out of town? Not that I can think of. Hey, wait a minute. Of course I do. I'll write to my old friend Fred Nittney from Star Rock, Illinois. You've heard me speak of old Fred. Constantly. I don't know why I didn't think of him right off. Back in the old days, I and Fred were like brothers, you know. Yes, I think you've mentioned that fact before. Old Fred would have done anything for me. I remember one time we just closed a split week in Elmira, New York, and had to make a fast sleeper jump to Coos Bay, Oregon for a Sunday. Well, sir, we only had enough money for one train ticket, and you know what good old Fred did. He let you have the money. Yes, sir, and I've never... No, no, now wait a minute. In that particular case... Fred took the ticket money, and I had to work my way west as an itinerant Loganberry picker. But the fact remains... It certainly does. Good old Fred. We went through thick and thin together. Thick and thin what? Not thick and thin anything. That's just a figure of speech. Like the hand that holds the shovel digs the well. and Old axioms of that type. I see. I don't think there's a thing in the world that old Fred and I wouldn't have done for each other, you know. Old Fred would have looked on me as a brother if it wasn't for the fact that he was an only child. Friendship is a wonderful thing. Ah, yes. I and old Fred had it by the bucketful. You know, it's funny how we lost contact with each other. I wrote him once in 1928 and... Why, Dad, that's it. What? I wrote that guy in 1928 and you know he never answered my letter. Who does he think he is acting uppity and ignoring me like that? Gosh darn that Fred Nittany anyhow. 